بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا أمة بعد أمته أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من أصبح منكم آمنا في سربه معافا في جسده عنده قوت يومه فكأنما حيزت له الدنيا أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله مسرسبكتد علماء الكرام وفازوا دي قرآن براد زنالدس السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has blessed us with this day and there is no reason for any one of us to complain in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because every day, every new day is a new blank page in our namaya amal. An opportunity is knocking at every new day to reap rewards and to gain proximity and closeness to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. As we enter into this academic year of 2023, this is the time that we flip that calendar. 2022, that's the end. It's the start and the beginning of a new year. Yes, as Muslims, we should be collaborated with the Islamic calendar. But our system is such, by and large, our invoices are according to that date. The schooling calendar is according to that. A lot of things are with the Gregorian calendar. Because of which we say the beginning of the year. This is the time of the year that many of many students will be making big decisions. The choice of subjects now will determine your career. Whatever you're going to decide and you're going to choose now, that's already your career path. If you miss the opportunity now, you may not get it in the future, else maybe with difficulty. It's the time of the year people are looking for better opportunities, greener grass. Some may be migrating, moving around in South Africa, out of abroad, for better opportunities. There is a financial crunch. It's tough, it's tight out there. People are trying to meet bills. Because of which, we have to make decisions. It's tough for the children. Papa, I've been in the school for so long. I'm grounded and I've got all my friends. Now where we going all the way to New Zealand? Uproot to another country, foreign, don't even know anyone. But those decisions, the father will get everyone on the table. They speak about it. And then he brings everyone on one page. And see, this is the reason... And these are the positives. Everyone's on one page. Now suddenly the children are all geared up and they're ready. And they say, Papa, we happy. Let's go, let's move. They're ready with those decisions. 
So this is the time of the year major decisions are made. And as Muslims, it's the time of the year an added benefit together with the month of Muharram where we make resolutions. It's also another opportunity to, for us to come with big goals and create hard deadlines for ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the ayat of the Qur'an يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَالْتَنْظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ O believers, fear Allah to fully analyze. وَالْتَنْظُرْ Not just look, analyze. Like how you'll put pen to paper, get back to the drawing board, look into your life. وَالْتَنْظُرْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying you do it in your business. So for akhirah, should we not put pen to paper? وَالْتَنْظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ What are we sending forth into the court of Allah ta'ala? What decisions have you made for the deen of Allah? Sahaba radiallahu made tough decisions. Suhaib radiallahu anhu, the decision had to be impromptu. <laughs> he's making hijrat and he's going. He's accosted by the kuffar. And he says, Suhaib, where are you going? you going nowhere. They stop him in his tracks. Suhaib radiallahu anhu, takes out his arrows from his cover, he's ready, he's on guard, one up, and he says, listen, you'll know as a marksman, I'm second to none. If you want to battle, we can go for it. But if you want my treasures, I can show you where's it. He say, okay, let's save all blood, tell us where's your treasures. Suhaib radiallahu is ready to give all his treasures, his acquisition, his wealth, that he's earned in Makkah, Mukarramah, just to be able to make hijrat and enjoy the companionship of Nabi ﷺ. No one came to us and said, leave all your money. No one asked us for anything. All's required is two and a half percent zakat. Allah rewards some people, they double that in lillah. You see, Allah is only asking for two and a half. What a favor from Allah. They double it five percent lillah. He said, Allah, only for you. That was a duty, it was a responsibility. So you want to give more for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But be as it may. So Suhib radiallahu, he said, listen, there's the treasure, you can dig up, you'll find it. He earmarked the spots, they got it. Suhib radiallahu is coming, making hijrah to Medina Munawwara, ayat already revealed. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْرِي نَفْسَهُ بَتِغَاءَ مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ People are ready to sell anything. He'll give all his treasures. Ya Allah, I just want you to be happy with me. Allah, you must be happy with me. Suhib radiallahu who comes into the companionship of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi Islam says, Suhib, Rabih al-Bay. Ubayun Rabih, different narrations. What an excellent deal, O Suhib. Ya Rasulullah, what happened? How you know? He says, Ayat was already revealed on your excellence. That that decision you made impromptu for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will bless you in that. And if there's a lesson that we all need to learn in passing, as we move along 2023, never fear spending. If you need to spend, it's not money lost. It's money that you have spent for the right cause. Whether it be feeding someone, uplifting someone in society, it's not money lost. You spend on the children, 
you spend on the uh, on the education, on the knowledge, on the ilm, on the maktab, or on the studies. This is not money loss, it's not a liability. You're uplifting someone in society. Never fear money that is being spent. Yes, for the right cause. If you fear money that's going, that we have to really make a lot of effort on our iman. So Suhib Rumi who made the decision, I'm ready to sacrifice. And sometimes we have to make those decisions. We've got, all of us have our opportunities. Knocking on our door all the, all the time. We just need to maximize on this opportunity. As the incident is narrated, true incident or not. But the person went to the flower shop and he bought some flowers and he was supposed to take it home. And next to him there's one person counting his coppers. See what this fellow is going to buy. And suddenly one big bouquet comes out, bigger than the rich person. He says, what's happening here now? I'm rich, he's counting silvers. And look at him, he's got a bigger arrangement. But this person doesn't look very well dressed. So he carries on, it's all presented, and this person is all smiles with a mix of tears. So he comes out, they come out of the shop, the rich man goes into his car, air-conditioned sitting, he says, I just want to see where this boy is going. Comes out, there's no car, he's walking. So he stops and he says, excuse me youngster, can I give you a lift? He says, that will be a pleasure, I'll pray for you. So he gives him a lift. He says, may I ask you your destination to take you? So he gave him the destination, he says, the cemetery and the graveyard. He says, wow, graveyard. But what an larger arrangement. Who is this arrangement for, if I may ask, without being inquisitive in your life? He says, that's for mom. That's for mom. He says, mom, going to the graveyard. So he takes him. He says, no, maybe the house is across the road. Stops. He enters the graveyard. He says, Muslims with the flowers in the graveyard. That's another masla, not for the Juma platform. But be as it may, he did whatever he needed to. He comes back. And then the rich man says, but such a large arrangement for who? He says, my mom who passed away. I'm a young boy, but I miss my mom. The boy turned, that man turned around immediately, orders not just flowers, the biggest arrangement. He says, if the boy can appreciate his mom who's dead, my mom is alive and what am I doing for her? Let me make the decision now. And he drives in that direction. He says, just for mom. So we all have opportunities. But are we using these opportunities that we have? Listen, what we can give, give it now, not when people pass away. Don't throw, as some people say, don't come and give me, what you call it, your, the flowers on my graves. When I'm alive, come give me my flowers and chocolates. Meaning, make me happy. Now, whatever can be done when a person is alive. So as Muslims, we look into our lives, and how much are we really making headway into the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So, waltanzur. A Muslim, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mu'min. That fear, that foresight of a believer. That foresight, fear that foresight. Be careful. The mu'min is someone who looks with the nur of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Binurillah, yadhur binurillah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And that's a believer. Every new year, every month, every new week, then we pin down and we have objectives. Objectively, we look into our life. 
And we say, listen, in my life, I've got five times daily salah as a Muslim. I've got my five times daily salah. But listen, Asr sometimes in winter is a problem that after work now I'm reading that Qazar. Or maybe my Fajr in winter is too early. That one, or rather in summer is too early. 4.20 was too early. That we were missing before work now we'll wake up, we'll read it. So this is a believer. He looks into his life. He says, right, Salah was four. He critically analyzes his life. Unfortunately, Allah has blessed us with such vision to see the smallest of faults in the next. But we are oblivious of our own. We can't see our own. But our own faults we need to look. It's five times daily salah. Am I bettering myself? Can I, how can I better myself? That four needs to become five. The five that's there needs to become mutakbir ula. The five I am performing. Well, I need to make sure I am reading the sunnah salah of all the salah. I'm not reading my sunnah salah. So a person needs to look. My zakat. Last year it was a little bit of a difficult, challenging time. So it was an estimate. The previous year's amount, I just gave it and I put a little bit extra. Is that permissible? No. Whether you covered that amount or not, we wouldn't know. And no one will know until the day of Qiyamah. Unless you go back to the book and you look and see whether my zakat amount was that, I gave extra, or there was even a small shortfall of a few hundred rands, but you may not realize it. Why? Because you need not put pen to paper. And these are my assets, these are my liabilities. Let's work it out two and a half percent. Not just something that we we scratch off the back of the head and say, but I remember a certain amount I gave, a person has to calculate it. So as believers, we have to look into our lives. How much every year am I getting closer to Allah? Every year, how much closer am I getting to Allah? Last year, I knew my last 10 surahs. Is this year the same 10 surahs? Or is it one more surah more for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for my jannah, for my akhirah? Listen, if I look into my account of Namai Amal, Fusakum Qabla and Tuhasabu. If you want an easy accountability on the day of Qiyamah, take accountability of yourself in this world. In this world, take an accountability, muhasaba of yourself. Let me ask myself, listen, I think so I took extra from the estate. Let me return that now before it's too late. Sisters are alive, the weak agenda is alive. Let me go and return that. I haven't yet distributed the estate. I haven't yet paid off someone. Then ASAP, a person should make efforts for the payment. And to see that everything is clear, his books are clear. Abdul Rahman bin Ghanam rahimahullah, someone came to him, great muhaddis. He said, Abdul Rahman, if Malakul Maut had to come, and he whispered in your ears and he said, Oh Abdul Rahman, you've got one day left to live. What would be that last day of your life? So he says, like every day, he says, no changes, no amendments, no, I live every day like it's my last. There's nothing to change. I don't know if I'm going to see tomorrow. So the changes are today and not tomorrow. Whatever I need to do now, I'm doing it today. I'm not going to wait for tomorrow. Let me sort out my accounts and everything, my nama. So this is a believer. Beginning of the year, let us find out. Simply in our business we do it. We adopt it sometimes, we don't even realize. It's called the SWOT analysis. S-W-O-T. S, 
W-O-T. Number one, S for strengths. Your strengths. W for weaknesses. These two factors are internal. Your strength and your weaknesses are internal factors. Every one of us look into myself. What is my strength? My strength is tilawat of Quran. That's where I draw my strength. What's my weakness? My Fajr Salah. So we need to analyze and look at our strengths and draw energies, dua, barakat from our strengths. My strength is whenever I sit for my i'tikaf last two days, rejuvenated. I'm ready to roll for the next couple months until there's a lull. So it carries me a few days, carries me a few months. What is it that's giving me that boost, that spiritual energy? Some people, when I go out in the path of Allah, my three days a month, subhanAllah, the next two weeks, I'm on a high. Alhamdulillah, doing very well. So every one of us have our strengths. Every one of us, everyone, we've got our strengths. Identify our strengths. And deep down, we all got weaknesses. We're not angels flying. We're all insan. We all are human. We all got our weaknesses. Just that the nature of your weakness is different from mine. You may have a different one. I may have a different one. But realize, recognize your weakness. And those weaknesses, we need to work on them. And that's exactly what we adopt even in our business. When we know that a person has got a weak point and a spot, we say, hold on, he doesn't know how to interact with customers. Let's keep him out of that desk. Put him behind the machine. He doesn't know how to talk. He he just doesn't have uh, human relation skills. Let's get him out of that. He doesn't know it. So that's exactly what we do in our businesses. We need to adopt even in our iman. We need to make an effort in our deen. So number one, strengths. Number two, weaknesses. Those two are internal. Your strengths and your weaknesses are internal. And the two external opportunities, opportunities and teeth for your threats. There are opportunities we just need to tap on those opportunities. They're there, staring, glaring at you. But sometimes a person just doesn't look at it. Why? We feel we have to do what the next man is doing. No, you must do what you are best at doing. If someone else is doing something, you don't have to do that. Do what works for you. It's not one stroke for all. Everyone is got his own ability and strength. You know what you like. When those opportunities tap on the door, immediately you, you, we will maximize on those opportunities that we have and threats. We need to know that, listen, that's something dangerous for me. Whenever I walk into an area where there are scantily dressed women, then that's one of my weak points. I don't know how to control myself. Person says, but when it comes to a deal that's very lucrative, that's one of my weak points. That's where I little bit become excited and I start doing wrong and I sign deals and I will do things the wrong way. So you need to know what's your weak point. I cannot be alone with the opposite gender. Well, that meeting I make sure I need to have someone with me. Understand your threats. On the lighter side, one person, his credit card got stolen. So... He's narrating it to his friend one week later. He says, my credit card got stolen. He says, you reported it, this is the number. 
He says, not as yet. You see what happened? He said, the thief is spending less than my wife. Leave the account open. <laughs> I just told her I don't have a card. So we need to know our threats. What affects my iman? What's the challenge for me? What's really affecting my iman? I need to look at those things. So as believers, we have to be very careful and we have to look into our lives. Subhanallah Abu Talha radiallahu anhu, look at the decision he's making. He's in his garden, he's performing salah. And for a moment, he loses concentration. For a moment, he loses concentration. He says, Ya Rasulullah, whole orchard sadaqah. Maybe some say, what happened? He says, no, no, I just lost concentration in my salah. The garden is sadaqah fi sabirillah. Take it, it's, it's sadaqah for the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ahnaf bin Qais rahimahullah, every day before going to sleep, he would take his finger and he will place it into a burning flame for a few seconds. And then he'll address himself, Ya Hunayf, Ya Hunayf, ma hamalaka ala ma sana'ta. What, what prompted you and what drove you to do this today? You did this, why you did that? You spoke in that manner, why you spoke? But the question is, why did you put your finger in the flame? O Ahnaf bin Qais, why are you putting your finger in that flame? To remind myself, O Ahnaf, if you cannot give answers to your wrongs in the flame of this world, how are you going to give answers in the flame of Akhirat? This world you can't give answers. Why did you speak vulgar to that person? Allah forgive. So common, so common, isn't it? Person says, but Mulana, they don't understand any other language. They don't understand any other language. Allah forgive us. Imagine if Allah had to see on the day of Qiyamah, you don't understand anything besides Jahannam. Where are we going to stand? Kama tadin tudan. We have to be careful how we treat. As you treat, will you be treated? What goes around comes around. Allah protect us. Allah give us understanding. Be careful with human relation, uh, relations. How are we treating people? How we speak with people? How we deal with people? Sometimes our amal, alhamdulillah, person is a farishta in the first saf, in the business, as the people who are dealing with him. Say, Tawbah, astaghfirullah. Maybe he's making more istighfar in the first saf. Allah forgive. So we have to be very careful with huququl ibad. How are we treating? Sulaiman alayhi salam, Sulaiman alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses it in the Quran also. فَقَالَ إِنِّي أَحْبَبْتُ حُبَّ الْخَيْرِ عَنْ ذِكْرِ رَبِّي حَتَّى تَوَارَتْ بِالْحِجَابِ رُدُّوهَا عَلَيْهِ So Sulaiman alayhi salam one day, it was about Asr time, late afternoon, and he called for his horses. Horses came, predigree breed. So when it came, he's looking at his horses, investigating. And he's very happy with his horses. Because of which there was a slight delay from the normal time of the Asr Salah. There was a slight delay from the normal, perfect, proper time of Asr Salah. That's all. Sulaiman when he realized what happened, he says, Oh my Allah, and dhikri Rabbi, that preoccupied me from my ibadah to you, yet his horses were being reared, he was breathing horses, looking after horses, in preparation for jihad, which is Sanamuddin, which is the pinnacle of the deen. He never lied to himself, you see, but that's also ibadat. Sometimes we in the shop, we see that's also ibadat. So if we read Fajr, if we read our Asr Salah late without Jamaat, but it was also an ibadat. Listen, to earn a halal rosy is farz. 
What about the greater farza of our salah? So sometimes we lie to ourselves. We're looking for loopholes. So what does he do? Immediately Sulaiman alayhi salam says, bring all the horses. فَطَفِقَ مَسْحَمْ بِالسُّوْقِ وَالْعَنَاقِ Sulaiman alayhi salam says, that slaughter each one of these horses because they preoccupied me from the greater ibadat. Not away from the ibadat. Just delayed it a little. Just delayed. So he says that also needs to be slaughtered. Now we're not asking for our shops to be given in sadaqa, children to be gone to an orphanage, give your car away. No. That's not being asked to be given away. All has been asked is that we go back critical to ourselves. We critique our lives and we say, this is my life. Where have I done wrong? Where am I falling short? My salah, my tilawat of Quran. When last have I read Quran? When last have I opened my Quran? And how much of the speech of my most beloved Allah have I understood? My Allah is talking to me. What have I understood in that message? Imagine someone comes from a foreign country and he's talking to, he's giving you a lucrative deal. And he's talking to you in a language that you don't understand. Hey, listen, I don't understand. You can carry on. We say, no, no, no. Let's hire even the translator to make sure I score on this deal. Even hire, I'll pay someone to translate. They don't know Chinese. Who studied? Anyone knows something? We'll get someone. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is not just the recipe for your dunya, not only barakat. This is the recipe for your jannat. How more important it is for every one of us, especially coming close now, tapping very close, inching closer and closer to the month of Ramadan. Hufaz, this is less than three months. As it comes closer to December, by the, sometimes we see, January we'll see, now New Year, before this year starts, we're already into, this term won't even finish, and we're into Ramadan. So therefore, Hufaz of Quran, reminder, it's less than three months away. We're less than three months, under three months already. So we need to start polishing our Qur'an for we people like us. Make sure we start reading a lot of Qur'an now. Start preparing and get ready for our taraweeh, our Ramadan and preparation as believers insha'Allah for our akhirat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each one of us that tawfiq, that ability that we go back to the drawing board. Sometimes what happens is we've got the wrong standards in front of us. We see someone who is driving a smart car, that's the standard. So you work into the bone. You work in very hard to get that. Nabi Sallallahu said in this dunya, Unduru ilaman huwa asfala minkum. In this world, look at the one below you, you'll make shukar. So if you're driving a Toyota, you'll make shukar to Allah. Ya Allah, this man of here, he doesn't even have a car. He's taking public transport. But if you look at the man with the bigger and a better vehicle, you say, I need to work towards that. I need to get that. But in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi says, in deen, look at the one higher and above you. You'll aspire to be like him. Simple principles, guidelines are there, standards, the bar have been set. Everything is so easy for us to have a very smooth sailing life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a prosperous year, grant us tawfiq that we come back to the drawing board, look at what is the, make the right decisions in our life insha'Allah. Mawainuspatiyallahu closing point used to say, you see, look at the compass. You're moving that compass, that needle is also moving. Leave it on the ground, that needle will show you true north. He says our heart is restless, restless. But give it, just give it some time for tafakkur, tadabbur, 
you see the heart automatically will just point towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're just in the same rut, in that rat race. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq wa akhidda wa alhamdulillah.